0: In the name of and we have been able and أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا أيها الذين آمنوا the الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون. Ya ayyuhal nasu attaqu rabbakum alladhi khalqakum min nasa wahida wa khalqa minha zawzaha wa batha manhuma rijalan kathirun wa nisa'a wa attaqu allaha alladhi tasa'aluna bihi wal arham innallaha kana alaykum raqeba Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu taqullaha wa koolu qawlan sadeeda Yusleh lakum a'amalakum Woyakfir lakum zhunubakum Waman yutai illaha wa rasoolahu Fakadha faza fawzan azimah ammabad Fainna astakal hadithi kitabullah وخير الهاجه محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم wasallam. الامور محلاتها وكل ما احدثت وكل بدعة دولارة وكل دولارة في مرحبا بكم جميعا. tonight We discuss an important topic And it is loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And His Messenger Loving the believers And having hatred for disbelief and entering into the realm of disbelief There was a narration on the authority of Anas ibn Malik radiallahu anhu Qala qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Salathun man kunna fihi wajra bihenna halawatal Iman. أن يكون الله ورسوله أحب إليه مما سواهما، وأن يحب المر لا يحبه إلا لله، وأن أن يعود في الكفر كما بعض أن الله من كما أن في النار. Anas ibn Malik he mentioned that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu wasallam said, "Whoever finds, or whoever has within him three characteristics, and then he has found by way of these three characteristics, or tasted." By way of these three characteristics, the sweetness of faith and That Allah and His Messenger are more beloved to Him than that which is besides Him And that He loves the person and He only loves the person for the sake of Allah And that He hates to return back to disbelief or enter to disbelief after Allah has saved him from it Just as he hates to be thrown into the fire This hadith is collected in the Sahih of Imam al-Bukhari and Imam Muslim on the authority of Anas bin Malik radiyallahu anhu This hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam addresses some important matters of the deen. In these affairs that the Prophet sallallahu wasallam spoke about They are connected with Iman. Matters that are connected to Iman, to faith. And without a doubt, the matter of Iman is of great importance. For Allah in the Quran praises the believers And He mentions their characteristics Like Allah, He states muminun وَالَّذِينَهُمْ فِي صُّلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ Successful indeed are the believers. Those who have humility in their prayers. And then Allah mentions other descriptions. but The point, Allah described the believers as being successful. So have an Iman... Is an important affair Throughout the Quran Allah he states Ya ayuhal ladhina amanu All you who believe And then Allah he commands With a commandment Or prohibits a prohibition And the likes All you who believe Allah addresses the believers Throughout the Quran With this address Iman is of great importance in this deen So here we have The Prophet Sallallahu Mentioning three matters By which a person Can taste the sweetness of Iman And this is an encouragement from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and a glad tidings that is being conveyed for the one who possesses these three characteristics. The first matter mentioned by the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and it is the most important of the affairs. That Allah and His Messenger are more beloved to Him, meaning the person than that which is besides them. He doesn't love anyone, anything, more than he loves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then the messenger to follow. Sallallahu alayhi wa In the Quran, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala addresses the believers. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا تُقَدِّمُوا بَيْنَ يَدَيِّ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ سَمِيعٌ عَلِيمٌ All you who believe Do not put yourself forward Or give precedence to yourself Over Allah and his messenger And fear Allah Indeed Allah is All hearing and all knowing Don't put yourself forward before Allah and His Messenger And tells many things From them Don't do anything in the religion until you know What does the Quran and the Sunnah say about that affair Don't say anything in the religion until you know What does the Quran and the Sunnah say about that affair Don't put your personal views and your statements and your desires before what Allah has legislated in the Qur'an And what has come in the sunnah On the messenger sallallahu Don't put yourself before that Because we are supposed to follow The deen covers every aspect of life So in every matter of life We have guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And it's not for the person to put himself before Allah and his Messenger By loving someone or something more than he loves Allah and the Messenger By being obedient to someone or something more than he is obedient to Allah and the Messenger Or other than that The believer is one who submits To the Quran and the Sunnah So the Quran and the Sunnah Is our guide It's in front of us It's ahead of us Leading us on the path And it's not the opposite way around That Whatever we desire We do Or we say Regardless of What is in the Qur'an Or regardless of whatever is in the sunnah You have some people that way This is not correct A person should never put his personal opinions And statements Before the Qur'an and the sunnah of the Prophet And from the signs that a person loves Allah And the messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, more than anyone or anything, is that you will find them to be quick as it relates to obeying Allah and the messenger, because the love, the love is there. And when faced with either being obedient to Allah and the messenger, or doing something that's not pleasing to Allah. And something that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa did not do and stayed away from. But you find a per- if you find a person putting that forward, then that is an indication that this person's love for Allah and the Messenger is... Uh, there's a deficiency in it. Because if a person truly loves Allah, it's going to be shown in their practice. It's going to be shown in the following of the Prophet. The more you follow Prophet Muhammad, وسلم, the more you love Allah. As Allah He states, say if you truly love Allah, then follow me. This is uh, a commandment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the people A commandment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the Prophet To convey to the people And the scholars have said this verse is known as the verse of the test Because there are people who claim to love Allah But their claim is being put to the test And what is that test? To see if they follow the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ or not so Allah says, say, if you truly love Allah, then follow me. So this is Allah telling the Prophet to say this to the people. So if you find that the people are following the Prophet wasallam, and they're doing their best to hold on in the following of the Prophet wasallam, this is something that is praiseworthy. The problem is when a person claims to love Allah, but yet there is a lack of following of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Or the person is a person of innovation and their practice or their practices of Islam are based upon affairs of innovation and not something that Allah legislated. When the signs So from the signs That a person Loves Allah Is their following Of the Prophet Muhammad And this verse here is a proof That the lip service And the verbal claims Are not sufficient The lip service and the verbal claims are not sufficient. It's not enough for a person to say, I love Allah. It's not sufficient. Where's the proof that you love Allah? Action. The actions. And what actions? Any or any kind of actions? No. The actions that have been demonstrated to us and taught to us by the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Loving the Prophet Muhammad is a part of faith. And we do not love anyone after Allah more than we love the Prophet Muhammad. For the Prophet وسلم, established that a person does not believe until he sallallahu is more beloved to the person than his. Family, children, his his wealth, everything. All of the people, everything, everything. When a person loves the Prophet Muhammad more than anyone, anything in creation. This is from the signs of the sweetness of faith. The prophet once came and said to Umar, "Al Allah." And this was a lesson. The Prophet sallallahu Was teaching Umar Radiallahu an As it was the duty and the responsibility of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi To teach the people And the Prophet he did just that Prophet sallallahu mentioned to Umar that he does not truly believe or rather Umar ibn Khattab, excuse me, he said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Ya Rasulullah La anta ahab ilayhi min kulli shaykh illa min O Messenger of Allah, you are more beloved to me than everything except for myself. So Umar, he loved the Prophet Sallallahu but he did not love the Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam more than he loved himself. He loved himself more than the Prophet at that time. So the Prophet Sallallahu said to Umar, لا! وَالَّذِي بيدي حَتَّى أَكُونَ أحب إِلَيْكَ مِنْ نفسك. So he said to Umar, no, you will not truly believe until... I become more beloved to you than your own self. But look how Muhammad fatab responded and he said فَإِنَّكَ an." Wallahi أَحَبُّ إِلَيَّ مِن نَفْسِي Immediate response He says Indeed, you O Messenger of Allah Right now you have become more beloved to me Than anything, even myself Look how fast Umar responded Not like us Unfortunately We hear a verse Or hadith And then we take our time With the implementation Take our time with the implementation Rather we shouldn't take our time With implementing Our deen Rather a person should be hasty As it relates to Doing good. person should rush to do good. وَسَارِعُوا إِلَى مَقْفِلَةٍ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ And hasten to a forgiveness of your Lord. This is a commandment from Allah Azza wa Jalla. For the people to haste. No. JazakAllah Khair. And this is one of the virtues, as a side point, of Umar ibn al-Khattab, radiAllahu an, that he was a man who, who adhered to the text. And one can even take this as a refutation against the Rafidah, the Shia, those who have those who have said that Umar ibn Khattab and Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu they betrayed the commandment of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa after his death and that is that Ali was supposed to be the leader Here we have Umar ibn Khattab submitting to the truth with no hesitation so if that was the command of the Prophet ﷺ, then Ramadan and Abu Bakr would have implemented it and executed the command of the Prophet ﷺ. For after the Prophet, those two are the greatest of the believers. And they are examples for the people. So loving Allah and His Messenger more than anything For anyone besides them, this is from the sweetness of Iman. The next matter. That the person The believer He loves another person But he only loves that person For the sake of Allah This is from The sweetness of Iman Allah Azza wa mentions in the Quran انما المؤمنون إخبتهم Indeed The believers are nothing but brothers to one another Meaning by this, this is the origin As it relates to the relationship between the Muslims Men and women That we are brothers and sisters to one another And with that being said There are specific certain mannerisms that must be observed as it relates to how does a person interact with another muslim and from that interaction there should be love and harmony between the believers There should be love and harmony between the believers And we know that that's not always the case But this is what is encouraged in the deen That there should be love and harmony First of all we must remember That Allah is the one who united us on this deen together some of the Muslims Even in the time of the Prophet Wasallam, Prior to the Islam They were enemies to Muslims They hated Islam Look what Allah جل, He says to the Prophet ﷺ وَإِنْ يُرِيدُ أَنْ وَأَلَّفَ بَيْنَ قُلُوبِهِمْ لَوْ أَنْ فِي الْعَرْضِ جَمِيعًا مَا أَلَّفْتَ بَيْنَ قُلُوبِهِمْ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ أَلَّفَ بَيْنَهُمْ إِنَّهُ عَزِيزٌ حَكِيمٌ يَا أَيُّهَا النَّبِي حَسْبُكَ اللَّهُ وَمَنْ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Allah says, and if they want to deceive you Indeed Allah is sufficient for you, as mean as a protector And He is the one who has aided you with His help And by way of the believers And He has brought harmony between their hearts That's the point He, meaning Allah, is the one who put The harmony and the love in the hearts of the believers one for another And if you, meaning you O Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam If you were to have spent everything in the world, meaning of riches You would not have been able to bring their hearts together However, it is Allah who brought them together Indeed, he is almighty and all wise Allah goes on to say, "O Prophet, sufficient for you is Allah, and He is sufficient for those who follow you from amongst the believers." That's Surah Anfal, verses number sixty-two to sixty-four. So, from these verses, we see. That Allah Azza wa Jal is the protector and the one who aids the believers, those who are upon uprightness. And no matter how much the people seek to deceive the people of goodness, Allah is with the people of good against those individuals who... Seek to deceive the believers Another point Allah has mentioned that He is the one Who brought the harmony Between the people's hearts Wasn't the Prophet But rather Allah himself He's the one Brought the believers together And this is no slight Of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Rather this is Allah Reminding The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And the believers That he is the one who controls the hearts And he is the one who gives The success for the people to be United upon uprightness And the truth it's Allah who gives that success We don't control The hearts of the people And the minds of the people. We don't control that Allah controls That matter And Allah He guides Whomsoever He wills to the straight path So those whom Allah Azawajal Has guided them Then they should praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And those who have not been guided, then upon them is to repent from their sins and seek to rectify that which is between them and their Lord. Allah also mentions in these verses that it is not money that unites the people. As some people think that it's wealth that can unite the people. It's not the wealth. Because Allah mentions to the Prophet, لو أنفقت ما في الأرض جميعا ما ألفت if you were to have spent everything in the earth, meaning all of the riches of the earth, if you were to have spent that, you would not have been able to bring harmony between their hearts. But look what Allah Azawajal, He states, showing that He is in control of the affair, However, Allah is the one who brought harmony between them. You look at the condition of the people in the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, or prior to that, in Medina there were two main tribes, Al-Aus and khazraj and these two Tribes had tribal warfare amongst them for a long period of time But when Islam reached the people Alhamdulillah, they accepted Islam and they put those differences to the side That's how Allah unites the people By way of the deen Allah states, واعتصموا بحبل الله جميعا ولا تفرقوا واذكروا نِعْمَةَ الله عليكم اذ كنتم معداء فالف بين قلوبكم فاصبحتم بنعمته اخوانا وَكُنْتُمْ عَلَى شَخَ حُفْرَةً مِّنَ النَّارِ فَأَنْقَذَكُمْ مِّنْهَا كَذَلِكَ يُبَيِّنُ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ آيَاتِهِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَهْتَدُونَ This is su'ali Imran, verse 103. And hold on all together to the hope of Allah and do not be divided. It's the origin, that supposed to unite upon the truth. And remember the favor of Allah upon you. When you used to be enemies one to another, and then Allah, He brought harmony between your hearts, and you became, by His bounty and favor, brothers to one another. And you were upon the brink of the fire, and He saved you from it. Meaning you were close to dying upon disbelief and being upon a path of other than Islam. But then Allah saved you just as you were close to entering into the hellfire. Likewise, Allah, He clarifies for you His signs in order that you may be guided. So here, Allah commands the believers to hold on all together to the rope of Allah and not be divided. And we're not supposed to be separating into different groups. Our Lord is one, our Prophet is one. Our book is one book. And we have with that the methodology of the first believers. The Sahaba. The Sahaba united upon the truth. And this is how we should be. Uniting upon the truth not uniting for personal agendas or uniting due to nationalism or tribalism or uniting because we come from the same hood or things like that no we're supposed to unite based upon the religion the deen for so this is the favor from Allah that has made us brothers ...that Allah has united our hearts together upon the deen. And had not Allah Jalla guided us to the deen... ...and to be united upon the deen, we will be enemies to one another. And how many times has this happened, especially here in America... Where a person accepts Islam, and the person or people, he had issues with prior to the Islam, they accept Islam, or the person accepts Islam. And then when they see each other, both of them are Muslims. Both of them are Muslims. That happened with me. There were a few individuals that I had issues with them prior to Islam. Alhamdulillah, Allah guided them. I became a Muslim and then I seen a couple of them afterwards and they were Muslims. For sure, you, I mean, and we both acknowledge what the situation was and we, alhamdulillah, we both, you know, we're smiling because we know, you know, yeah, if it was a different situation, it, you know, it, it wouldn't be nice. But alhamdulillah for Islam, and Islam puts the brotherhood between the people. Still, it's the person is still your Muslim brother. And that conflict that was prior should be abandoned and left off for the sake of Allah. Because now we pray together. And we are not on opposite teams, as they say. You being on one side and I'm on another. No, we are brothers now in faith. So that bond that Allah has placed between the believers is a strong bond. It's not a weak bond. It's a strong bond. And this is the favor from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He unites the people upon Islam. Because nothing else Could have stopped those tribes from having warfare in those days Nothing, but it was Allah's favor upon the people, guide them to Islam Which brought a halt, a halt to the the warfare and the shedding of blood For years they were fighting and shedding blood But Islam came and put an end to it it's a favor from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Islamic Brotherhood, and I'm not talking about the group, for their are deviants, and they do not represent true Islamic Brotherhood, or the, the, the group that's called the Muslim Brotherhood, or Ikhwan Muslimin. They are deviants, and their methodology is a deviant one. But we're speaking about Islamic brotherhood that Allah has legislated. This is a strong affair that unites and brings the hearts together. And on the day of judgment, there's not going to be no friendship between the people. Except for the people of piety. Allah, He states, al akhla yawm-ee din li ba'adin adu' illa al-muttaqeen. In the close friendships, on that day, they will be enemies to, some of them will be enemies to, to each other. Except for the people who have taqwa. So the true friendship is the friendship that is based upon the deen. That's the lasting friendship. The, uh-huh. the friendship for the sake of Allah. The friendship that is based upon righteousness and piety. The friendship that is based upon belief in Allah and belief in the messenger and the angels and you know, the pillars of faith. friendship that's based upon Islam. That's the friendship that lasts. As for the friendships that are worldly based, it's possible that that friendship entails evil. And that these individuals are friends as it comes to, as an example, making money, but they're making money in a haram manner. For on the day of judgment, they're going to regret that friendship. And they're going to wish they didn't have that friendship, and they will flee from one another. As Allah Almighty mentions, "وَيَوْمَ يَعْبُ الضالِم عَلَى يَدِهِ يَقُولُ يَا لِيتَنِي اتَخَدْتُ مَعَ الرَّسُولِ sabila. يَا وَيْلَتَ لِيتَنِي لَمْ أَتَخَدْ فُلَانًا خَلِيلًا." And on that day when the wrongdoer would bite on his hands and he would say, Oh, I wish I had took a path along with the messenger. Meaning he wishes that he would have followed the messenger. And he would say, Oh, woe to me. I wish I would not have taken so-and-so as my toast friend. So on the day of judgment, the wrongdoers are going to regret that friendship they had with others that were based upon evil and wrongdoing. Here in his dunya, it may seem profitable and lucrative, but not on the day of judgment. Because Allah Azza wa Jal will deal with the people or judge the people accordingly. And look what Allah mentions, the person will say Indeed, he led me astray, misguiding me from the remembrance after it came to me. And the Shaitan is one who abandons Mankind And this is, is why Allah Azza wa Tells us not to take the shaitan as a friend He's an enemy to you, he's not your friend Because on a day of judgment He will leave you Even in this dunya The shaitan entices people to do evil, and then when they do the evil, if Allah's punishment is is to come, the shaitan abandons them. He can't help them against the punishment of Allah. The shaitan is an arch, a chief deceiver. So do not take him as a friend. He's not your friend. Rather, he is your open enemy. As Allah Azawajal mentions, إِنَّهُ لَكُمْ Indeed, he is an open enemy to you The Prophet he stated In speaking about The bond Of loving for the, for the sake of Allah Of the bond, Islamic bond the Prophet said, Indeed, the strongest bond of faith is that you love for the sake of Allah and that you dislike or hate for the sake of Allah. So you put Allah first, not your personal feelings, because sometimes your emotions and steer you in the wrong direction. So you keep Allah's first in your life, His rules and regulations and commands. As the Prophet he mentioned to Abdullah bin Abbas, la Be mindful of Allah. Guard to pers- guard the prescribed limits of Allah, and Allah will guard and protect you. that yes, so when you preserve your practice of the religion, Allah will protect and preserve you due to your practice and preservation of the deen. Can point? to station In this can You have friends, you have friends. something happened it made you upset, right? And time comes, you come back to you asking for help. You just help the forsake of Allah. Not because, uh, or you say, oh, you remember those things Or you did something bad to me It's them. better that you help them And it's easier said than done Because some of us I'm talking about myself first and foremost When somebody does something to you Man, it don't feel good You know, and Then the person comes back now And is looking for your help You know, that The human being in us wants to say Get out of here, I don't want to help you Now you come and ask me for help after you did what you did And the human being of the individual wants to get revenge But if we're able to Control the emotions And Restrain that urge and the desire to seek revenge and to turn away from the Muslim who is in need. If we can overcome that, then wallahi, that's better for us. And I, and I say it's easier said than done. But we have to do our best to get to that point where, you know, we can overlook things. And then there are things that can't be overlooked. Because they are violations of the deen or they are matters, if we were to overlook them, then the person will continue doing evil and taking advantage of the people overlooking the evil and the likes. They know this has to be addressed. But in those matters that we can overlook things, it is not going to lead to a greater harm. Then it's better that we overlook those things and look out for the Muslims. And for sure Allah will reward you tremendously Look how Some of the people That Abu Bakr took care of عن, They were involved In the slander of Aisha عنها, Saying that she committed adultery They spread the False narration So Abu Bakr swore He would never take care of them again But Allah sent down Revelation Directing him to that which was better, and to pardon them, would he like that Allah pardons him? You know, so we have, these are things we must keep in mind. You know, when people do wrong to us, you know, we need to try to grow and reach the point where we can pardon people. You know, sometimes it's not easy, especially due to the severity of some of the things we do to one another or say about one another or how a person may have damaged your honor and your reputation real bad with slander and lies or backbiting and gossiping and then now the person is in need. So we can grow in our faith and get to that point where you know, we can overlook what the person did and said, and it's not going to be a greater harm in overlooking what they did or said than we do so, seeking the face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because our reward is Allah. And this is more in tune with the character of the Prophet. Wa Look how the people treated the Prophet. From Mecca But when he conquered Mecca He didn't get revenge against her Yeah and Taif Look how they treated him He had to leave his own homeland But when he came back Strong and victorious Allah Gave him that victory Look how the Prophet dealt with the people And he was within his right To get revenge But the Prophet ﷺ did that which was better He was merciful to the people And as a result of that You find that the people They turned towards Islam And accepted Islam And perhaps Perhaps Your good and kind treatment Of the person who has done wrong to you Perhaps it will wake them up and make them see that they have fallen short as it relates to you sometimes it happens a person harms you and then you repay that harm with kindness even after they have said bad things about you and have damaged your reputation or maybe have stolen from you other than that and you're kind to them It happens that sometimes the person wakes up and SubhanAllah, here it is I have harmed my brother or sister in faith And now I'm in need And the person has still Extended the help to me They may come and apologize It's possible But it just goes to show that We must always be striving to Make our character in compliance with that which Allah has revealed. Look what the Prophet said. Wal muj- man man naha and the migrant is the one who has migrated And that which Allah has prohibited Um, Also, the Prophet says after that وَالْمُهَاجِرِ مَنْ هَجْرَ مَا نَحَ اللَّهُ عَنْ And then the Prophet also mentioned Wa of the Lu jihad and jujahid fi Fidatilla or Fita'atila kemakala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the best type of striving is that the person strives for the sake of Allah against his own self. This is what all of us are in need of. Striving again. And if you don't strive against yourself... To conquer the ills that are within yourself... You're not going to be able to defeat the outward enemy. Starting with shaitan. Be please. If you can't defeat the lowly desires that are within your soul... And repel the stinginess of the soul and other than that? How are you going to defeat the outward enemy? So the strongest bond of Iman is that you love for the sake of Allah and that you hate for the sake of Allah. And when you love for the sake of Allah, it is that you love that which Allah loves. And when you hate for the sake of Allah, you hate that which Allah hates. And when you love someone for the sake of Allah then it is from the sunnah to inform that person. The Prophet ﷺ said, إِذَا أَحَبَّ أَحَدُكُمْ أَخَاهُ فَلْيُعْلِمْهُ When one of you loves his brother, then let him know that he loves him. Or another narration, either أَحَبَّ أَحَدُكُمْ أَخَاهُ فِي اللَّهِ فَإِنَّهُ أَبْقَى فِي الْعُلْفَةِ وَأَثْبَتْ فِي الْمَوَدَّةِ That when one of you loves his brother for the sake of Allah, then let him know. For indeed is more lasting as it relates to the harmony and more established as it relates to the love. And this is a sunnah that we find at times being abandoned. Telling one's brother or sister that they are loved for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another point that aids... Is the statement of the Father Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Let that Hulun, let that Hulun Hatta Tupminu. Well, let Tupminu Hatta Tahabu Awala Adolukum Ala Shein either Faal Tumu Tahabetum, Afsus Salam Bainukum, or Kamakala Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The prophet said, You will not enter into the paradise until you love. one. You will not enter into the paradise until you believe. And you will not truly believe until you love one another. Shall I not direct you to something if you were to do it, you will love one another? He said, spread the salams." So when you see your brother in Islam, sister in Islam, greet them. Don't just walk by them. Don't be like the Yahood. You see them in the street, they walk by one another, they don't even greet each other. Really? Yes. It was, it was, it was it was just... The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said the Yahood envy us for two things. The salams and I They don't say are they? they don't have what we have. Oh. And they, they envy us for the Salams. That's a sign. It was one of the signs of Islam. That's, Wa as-salam. You know, mashallah. And this is a... D- no, that's their language. But the point is, they don't greet each other how we greet. So we should be careful not to fall into their mannerisms Of walking by one another and not greeting each other And we greet those whom we know And those whom we don't know If it's clear the person is a Muslim We see the person as a Muslim You don't have to know the person to greet the person Some Muslims only greet those whom they know But if they don't know the person, but it's clear the person is a Muslim, they don't greet them. And here's another point as it relates to loving someone, or hating someone for the sake of Allah. That we must love and hate in moderation. Do not be extreme in your love for anyone. And do not be extreme in your hatred for anyone. The Prophet said, حَبِيبَكْ مَا عَسَىٰ أَن يَكُونْ مَا هَوْنًا مَا عَسَىٰ أَنْ يَكُونَ مَا قَالَ صَلَى اللَّهِ The Prophet said, Love the one who you love In moderation Perhaps one day This person will be someone you hate And hate who you hate In moderation Perhaps One day this may be someone who you love And what's meant by this That don't love someone So much so That if the person's situation Changes and then you have to Hate the person for the sake of Allah You continue to love them Because You have gone overboard in your love for them So now because of your extreme Love for this individual You can't Come to grips with hating this person for the sake of Allah Because you already have gone too far in your love for them And the opposite Sometimes some They go overboard in their hatred for a person But now when the person is doing right And has changed his affair Or the person uh, is no longer doing that Which warranted the hatred for Allah's sake We still hate the person because we went overboard as it relates to the hate for them. The last matter of the Hadith is the statement of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. O an yaqra, an yauda fil kufr, kama yaqra, ba'da an kadhuh Allah min, kama yaqra an yudhfa fil nahr. And the person From the signs of the sweetness of faith He hates to return back to disbelief After Allah has saved him from it Just as he hates to be thrown into the hellfire A part of Iman Is to hate what Allah hates. And to hate that which the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa he hated. And from that which Allah he hates and what the Messenger hated, a shirk, or a kufr, and that which leads to it. And the part of hating to return back to disbelief. Is that we acknowledge that Allah has favored us with Islam That this being Muslims is a favor from Allah And we do our best to preserve the favor To to protect it It's like a precious jewel that's given to you Do you just put it anywhere? And just leave it around unprotected? Yes or no? No No the the dean is more important to us than a precious jewel. So, just like we will not neglect this precious jewel that is worth, let's say, millions. A person gives you a jewel that's worth millions of dollars. You want to be very protective over that jewel. You're going to guard it day and night. Putting it in a safe place. You're not going to just leave it on the dresser. Right? You're not going to just give it to any and everyone to look at and hold and to do what they want to do. Our deen is more important to us than that. For it is the Nima of Allah upon us As Allah Azza wa Jal mentions but Today I have completed for you your religion And I have perfected my favor upon you Allah describes Islam as being his perfected favor upon us And I am pleased for you Islam as your deen, as your way of life, your religion So being Muslims is a a ni'mah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So we have to protect this ni'mah By staying away from that which blemishes our deen Or causes our deen to be deficient and most importantly we must stay away from those things that will nullify our religion. But that takes learning. Because if you don't know what to stay away from then you're going to fall into it. So it's a must that we study what is should from the authentic sources. And what is kufr? And what is bidah and what is Ma'as? We must know what these things are. What is Nifaq? We must know what these things are not to do them but to protect ourselves from them. As the poet he mentions, Araftu Ashar Walakin Wa-man-lam يَعْرِفْ الخيط مِنَ الشر يَقْعْ فِيهِ That I have come to know the evil Not for the evil itself Meaning not to do the evil But to protect myself from it And whoever does not know The good from evil He will fall into it And this goes back to the hadith of Hudayfa ibn Yaman رَضِيَ اللَّهُ Where Hudayfa Radiyallahu anh, he mentioned, Kan al-nas, yas'aloona Rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam an al-khair, wa kuntu as'aluhu an al-shahr makhaafata an yudrikani. Hudayfa, he said, the people used to ask the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about the good things. But I used to ask him about the bad things out of fear that it would happen to me. So it's from our religion for to know what's bad so that we can stay away from it. It's from the deen that you know what's Jahiliyyah. What is the affairs of ignorance or the pre-Islamic. We must know what those matters are so that we do not fall into it. So do we, we do not Fall into it And as a result of that Cause harm to our relationship With Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So when a person has hatred For returning back to kufr, This is from the signs That the person has tasted the sweetness of faith Because he doesn't want to go back To the ways of old he wants to stay away from the ways that he or she were upon prior to Islam. Doesn't want to go back to that. Because the person acknowledges, as for Daifa, he said, Ya Rasulallah, O Messenger of Allah, we were in a state of ignorance and we were in a state of evil. And then Allah brought this good to us Meaning the deen Look at the acknowledgement He acknowledged that that time that we were living in prior to Islam That was ignorance and that was evil And then look Allah Allah brought the good to us Meaning Allah brought Islam to us To the end of the narration So one must have hatred and dislike For going into kufr after being a Muslim And disbelieving after believing You have to dislike this affair Just like you would hate to be thrown into the fire You have to hate to disbelieve after your belief And hate to go astray after being guided You must hate these things You must dislike this And this is from the sweetness of faith Shall Taala? We will stop at this point. Whatever is correct, the praise is for Allah Azza Wa Jal alone. Whatever is incorrect, it is for myself. <laughs>